We bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and heavenly Father, you truly are the Holy One. Without you, we are nothing. And with you, we have all things needful for this life. Help us today as we come to your word to see the power of your love, your grace and mercy as it transcends to each of our lives. And may we together confess you as our Holy One, so that we may have life in his name. Amen. Like most pastors, ordination is a very special time in your life. You want it to be as perfectly as humanly possible. For me, it was to be ordained in the congregation I had grown up in. From the pastor who had been my pastor from the time I was just a little boy. It was to be a very special time. Through my high school, college, and seminary days. This pastor was my biggest encourager, supporter, and mentor. When I would come home from college, he always made it a point to meet with me. When I married and we came home from the seminary, he continued that tradition. And so it was a no-brainer that he would be the one to ordain me. For my congregation, it was that I was the firstborn of the congregation, raised in that congregation my whole life to enter the ministry. And so it was a very special time. But really, all those things considered, I wanted to focus on who we are as called servants of the Holy One. And so as I look for some sort of way to visualize that and my ordination, I was thinking what we really need to focus on is you are called by God to serve in a ministry that has been given to us by this Holy One. And so I searched out to find a bulletin that would fit that occasion. I wanted it to visualize word and sacrament ministry. And fortunately, there was an art teacher in my high school there who designed the cover for me. This cover has served every one of my installations. It was my ordination cover. And on it you see the chalice, the patent symbolizing Lord's Supper, the Psalms, the Bible, word and sacrament ministry, and the stole signifying that you have been called to serve in ministry. As I said, this cover was used every time I have been installed into a ministry. Not because it was my ordination bulletin, but because that symbol that this art teacher drew symbolized the importance 
of the ministry that God calls us to, to serve his people. It was a reminder that it is God who calls us. It is the Holy Spirit who enlightens us and guides us through those years of ministry. Now for me, almost 46 years. And more importantly, it reminded me that I had been redeemed by a God who loved me. And often I failed. And it was he who would pick me up. It was through God's word and sacrament that I could find forgiveness just as you find forgiveness. And that we are restored as brothers and sisters in Christ by sharing the good news. Even when we are broken. Because new life always comes to us through Christ. And so, for me, whenever I look at this image, I am reminded of the power of the gospel to everyone who believes. The power of forgiveness, the power of God's grace when we are broken, fallen, and in need of forgiveness. It is God who is there to pick us up, to dust us off, and to move us forward in love. And that brings me to the gospel for today. Yes, Jesus had entered a holy place. There they were worshiping together, and he began to share with them as one with authority, the text tells us. They were astonished at his teachings because he did not speak like the scribes or others. And then it's interesting because here he is and they're having this debate and all this is happening and there is one in the congregation who speaks up. Now could you imagine in the middle of my sermon one of you standing up and saying, Who are you? What do you have to do with us? Well, that's what happened. Here was a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Think about that. What would happen if the Holy One of God stood right here in our midst? The reality is He is in our midst. Through word and sacrament. Yes, this one speaking to them was not like us as pastors or those who have been trained to speak the word. Yes, he was one far above that. And it is who that recognizes who he is. Not the average person sitting there listening to the teachings of Jesus. No, it was one who was troubled with an unclean spirit. It was one who knew had an unclean spirit into his spirit and now cries out. What have you to do with us? Jesus of Nazareth. He knew exactly who he was. 
Yes, an unclean spirit had entered into this man. Think about that today. We don't talk about unclean spirits. We, we have a lot of different things we use to symbolize people who are troubled. And yet it was Jesus who said to him, be silent and come out of him. And that spirit came out. One spoke with authority. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's what you and I have the opportunity to share each and every week is the good news of a God who loves us, a God who has overcome all, and even the evil spirits know who he is. Here is truly the Holy One of God. In your confirmation days, as you went through the catechism, we would talk about our prophet, priest, and king. How this Holy One took flesh and became one with us. Many titles given to Jesus. But it is always that Scripture points us to Him. The Old Testament as it focuses through the prophets, and they focus on him as the prophet, the one whom God would raise up from the house and lineage of David, who would be our Savior, our Redeemer. And so throughout the Old Testament, we have this beautiful picture of the people looking forward to Emmanuel, God with us, his coming. And in our gospel reading is this confession. Not coming from just the average Joe in the pew, but from one with an unclean spirit. The Holy One of God being revealed. Through the working of the Holy Spirit, it is our prayer that we too might see who the Holy One really is in our lives. And I talked about as we began this message that we have an image of who the Holy One is to guide us throughout our ministry. Every pastor needs that, to be reminded day in and day out that he's not the one. But he always points us to the one and only, Jesus Christ. It's a part of our calling. It's that holy image that empowers each and every one of you. When we look at a text like this, it is an interesting one. They were all amazed. Because here was one like them, and yet, not really. He was really unlike any of them. He taught as one with authority. He could even command the unclean spirits, and they had seen other miracles on his behalf. <coughs> and what happens? His fame spreads throughout the surrounding area of Galilee. Today, it's hard for us to really capture that. We don't have the same images. 
In fact, we live in a world today in which we sometimes in our freedom cause others to stumble and fall. And so Paul wrote about that in the Corinthians text. Sometimes in our freedom we become stumbling blocks to others. And in the Old Testament lesson there, God reminds them that he would raise up a prophet like Moses from among you. You see, that Holy One needed to become flesh and blood for us. To become one with us so that he might take our place and endure for us what we were incapable of enduring. That's the beauty of the Holy One of God. He redeemed each and every one of us. And in the waters of baptism, He calls us His very own. Yes, it is the power of the sacrament in your life and my life that we have our closest connection with our God this side of eternity. It is through the Word that He continually reveals to us the power of His love and His grace and His mercy. We should always point our worship, our thoughts, and our lives to the Holy One, to a God of love and grace to a God who is there for us. Yes, when we stumble and fall, and fall short because we all do it, and yet know that He is there to forgive us, renew us, pick us up, and move us forward. Yes, you've gone through a lot as a congregation over the last seven or eight months, probably longer. And sometimes you wonder, where is God in all of this? And you called an intentional interim, and now he's declined your call. It'd be easy to say, well, what's going on here? But remember, it is the Holy One of God who has a purpose in all of this. He has a purpose for this congregation. <clears throat> he has placed you into this community for a reason. And He is not going to desert you or forsake you. He is going to lead you and guide you so that you may at one point call a pastor to proclaim the word one you can have as your shepherd. And always focusing on the ministry that he calls us all to share with one another. Yeah, it's a setback, but it's not the end. I believe God has more in store for you. I believe that the Holy One is right in your midst. And he will lead you to new avenues. Trust, believe, the Holy One is there for you. In Jesus' name, amen.